Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Very pleased to welcome to the show my buddy John Talty, running Bama 24-7, one of the top college football reporters in all of the country, in my opinion. Plus, just a, just a genuinely nice guy. This is the best introduction I've ever gotten. I have any show I've ever done. I have crushed you for so many years. You know, I feel like at this point I owe it to you just to be nice for for a few minutes here. So you were kind of my hazing uh, when I moved to the south. <laughs> you and your cousin get giving it to me pretty good. You deserved every bit of that. Don't <laughs> act like that that you did not. So John Talty, AL. I'm sorry, not AL. I'm twenty Bama twenty four seven and. As you see, if you can see it right there in the background, he wrote a book on Nick Saban, which if you have not read it, I, I give it my highest recommendation. I don't read a lot of books. I read that book. It was really good. I thought it was it was very interesting. This Alabama team is interesting. And when I look at Milrow and I look at Will Rogers, kind of like cut from the same cloth, but it's a different kind of cloth in that Milrow is this great runner and he's trying to figure things out in the passing game. And, and Rodgers has been a great passer, but there's no running the football with Will Rogers. I thought last week State called plays to help Will Rogers. They 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 put the play calling in his wheelhouse. Can Alabama do that with Jalen Milrow? Does their offense suit him enough that they can just say, let's do what he does best? I don't think it's a perfect fit, but I think that you're gonna see more and more of that have to happen. I think the fact that you know, last week, Nick Saban, you know, came up pretty strong that Jalen's our guy, I think was, you know, sending a message, not only externally, but I think internally of like, it's stop messing around. We got to figure out how to win with Jalen. This is the guy that gives us the best shot to win. This is the guy that we trust the most. So I think you saw some signs of it against Ole Miss. I think there's still a desire to see more of that uh, moving forward. And so I think it's going to be one of the real question marks, I think, for what what's the ceiling of this Alabama team is can they do a better job of utilizing what Jalen does because he's just one of those guys and maybe Will Rogers you feel the same way but he's one of those guys who in a the same series can do something that you're like wow this guy's awesome this is what he does and then he'll do something else like oh my gosh this guy is so bad like how could he do that you know and we saw that against yeah. Ole Miss a decent amount yeah with uh with with Milrow, I was I made the comment a couple of times on Saturday that if Dan Mullen was the offensive coordinator at Alabama, they would be unstoppable. I mean, that guy is the most Mullen quarterback I've ever seen. He he's like a a, a platinum plus version of of uh, of Chris Ralph. Yeah, he just can run the football, powerful, great runner, but got the big arm too. I I wish Alabama. Oh, I say I wish. I'm I'm not this weekend, but I, I wish Alabama would would find a way to to just sort of funnel their offense a little bit more through what he's strong at. They would be a lot better, I think. Well, well I can tell you something real, not to cut you off, but I can ahead. tell you after multiple games so far this year on the message board, people have been asking for Dan Mullen. So the Alabama fans who are probably not big Dan Mullen fans in general are like, we need this guy because he would be able ah, to do it. Well, better. you know, if I can get in there and evaluate him, I'll, I'll take a look. I'll take a look at the job. I'll take over for Dick when he leaves. Um. What's your best guess? Because I know Saban has never come out and said, why Why did he sit the South Florida game? It's a great question, you know, and I don't know if anyone will ever really tell the truth on it, to be honest with you. What what my read on it is a couple things. You know, his public answers don't make complete sense to me, to be perfectly honest, that essentially he just promised all of them that they would get a shot. Um, if you remember, 
in that book that you referenced earlier, yeah. uh, there was a whole chapter about how Saban does not like promise anything except opportunity. So, and that's been his thing for his entire run was that he's never going to promise a starting job or any of those kind of things. So it was a bit peculiar to me to hear him say what he did. W- what I think happened just from talking to some different people is that obviously they did not love their options after the end of spring. Nobody really won the job. They bring in Tyler Buckner, who has all the connections to offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese. And I think that from what I like, what I've been told, like Tommy just loves Tyler Buckner, thought very highly of him. I think that there was some internal Saban like Jalen. I think Tommy Reese might have liked Tyler Buckner. And there was a little bit of like, okay, we'll play your guys and we'll see what happens. And then I think the way that it played out, it made it even easier for Saban to say Jalen's our guy. And Jalen had won the locker room. He was definitely the most popular of the three of in the locker room. And I think Saban does value those kind of things. Um, but it just, yeah, the spin afterwards does not make complete sense to me and just knowing how he does things a little bit. So the offensive line for Alabama, I mean, I know these are four-star, four-star five-star recruits. Right? I know the talent is there, but they're, they're just not clicking for whatever reason. They're, they're giving up a lot of pressure. Uh, they haven't. They ran the ball pretty well against Ole Miss, but they're not the, the old Alabama. Just move you off the ball, offensive line. Why isn't this unit as good as its recruiting profile? I guess says it should be. I don't know. I mean, I really don't. I mean, it doesn't. It, it's just, not salty, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the answer that you want. Expert opinion, don't know. But I mean, just think about there are people and you know who I value and like, like Cole Kubelik, who I feel like we're very high on this offensive line coming into the season. I mean, there was a lot of positive buzz about what they were going to be able to do this year. And we just haven't seen it. And I think that there's still potential there. I think there's individual guys who will probably be drafted very highly in the NFL draft down the line. But as a unit, they have not played very well. And what I come back to, and this is probably just a simplistic, dumb football guy take here, but I feel like so much was made about how big they were and how big they got and how much they weigh and how they're going to push people off. And I keep coming back to the Jurassic Park situation that like they were so interested about whether they could not whether they should get that big and that's that's how i just feel like they're just they're kind of big and slow like it feels like they don't have the power that should come with being that big and then they don't have the agility to deal with some of the the speedy pass rushing that they're facing so it just feels like just a weird unit so far I got a Star Wars reference out of Ben Portnoy last week, and now I got a Jurassic <laughs> Park reference out of you. These interviews are killing. I mean, I'm really enjoying myself. Um, Alabama defensively, they're really good. I don't know that we'll ever see the old, like, 9 10, 11 defenses that they have, but but they are really good defensively. They slowed Ole Miss down to a point where we haven't really seen the Rebels like that in the past few years. Can Mississippi State be successful against this Alabama defense? Well, it seems like there was people were encouraged by how they played against South Carolina, yeah. right? So I think that that gives you a little bit of hope, maybe. I don't know. Would you say that you have hope right now, Brian? Hope is a dangerous thing, uh, John. Well, as a New York Jets fan, I would say hope is the most dangerous thing. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I do I think felt so this, bad texting you that night. I do think that this defense is really, really good. And I think that they are strong. Now, they're they're dealing with some guys who are banged up, which I do think can have an impact. But I think their secondary is very strong. I think that you're seeing less busts the way that we did, I think, under Pete Golding. And I think that – I don't know if they've just simplified things, but like outside of a couple times where Paul seemed to come in late, 
it just feels like they're just they're not having those terrible moments that we saw happen a few times last year, especially. So I think that from top to bottom, they're very strong. Like you said, the days of 2009, I think, are over. Uh, they just played differently back then. But I think this defense can keep them in any single game. It's going to be very hard to score against. Um, and I, I think that the, the weakness is probably up front a little bit. They don't do that. You know, they don't have those dominant defensive linemen that can kind of create havoc on their own that they're having to get a little more creative and using Dallas Turner and some other guys to try to create pressure. That's the, probably the one weakness of that defense. But as a whole, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, Will Rogers throw a bad pick or two in this game. I wouldn't either. I think mean, think the last time they were here in Starkville, he Will Rogers threw, I think, three interceptions in that game, a 49 to nine loss for Mississippi State. So this is what we've been talking about on the podcast all week. That in the last five years, you know, since since the 2017 game where State had had an opportunity to beat Alabama. Since that game, everybody in the West has either beaten Alabama or at least had a game where they were plus you know, 20 points or so on the scoreboard. State in the last five years has scored 22 points on Alabama total. Uh, they've only scored one touchdown in the last three years, and that was on the last play of the game uh, a season ago uh, in Tuscaloosa. This series has not been competitive at all. Can this game, in, in your opinion, can it be competitive? Can we go into the fourth quarter and say, Bama needs to do something here and put this team away? Well, I thought it was interesting that Nick Saban said that he thought this was potentially a more challenging game than the last two they've faced, which might have been a little bit of a trolling shot back at Lane Kiffin after all he did last week. But I thought that was that was interesting. You know, I think this Alabama team is not capable of really blowing out anybody. So I think from that sense, could I see the game tight heading down the stretch? I do. Uh, I do think Alabama will win this game. Uh, I think that they're starting to round into form a little bit. I mean, last week just felt like such a make or break game for them where either everyone was going to declare the dynasty dead right? or they're entering where they are now. It's like, okay, they might've found their footing a little bit. Um, but I, I've always wondered, and maybe this is a discussion for another podcast, but I wondered in part for what you're saying there was that I feel like Mike Leach in particular gave Mississippi State a floor, but I think he also gave them a ceiling. And I, I just felt like, for what he did, like, I don't feel like Saban was ever that worried about it. I don't know. Like he yeah, would say no, publicly he was, but I feel like he was just like, I can figure this guy out and I'm going to be able to stop it in a way that Mullen could do some other things that I felt like at times gave Alabama problems where they're just going to muck it up and it's going to be close down the stretch. I just never felt like Leach was going to knock off Saban. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that way as well. And and the results really bared that out for us. John Talty, Bama 24-7, man. Thanks so much for your time. I know I'm not going to see you this weekend, but I send my love to you there in the in the great state of Alabama. I'm giving you a big hug here from Alabama. Appreciate that. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.